0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast. I'm your host, Peter. And I'm your co-host, Serge. And this is the podcast where we discuss emerging technology, human behavior, and what this all means for the future. And we're excited today to talk about CES. Yeah. 2017. Every, uh, I'll say that uh, every tech-minded
1: person knows that beginning of January is, is CES time, and so... Um, we're just going to dive into a couple uh, couple things that we we both liked. I think we
0: picked like five five things, right? Five things for each of us, yeah. And this is yeah five five things per person. Yeah, yeah. No right. honorable mentions for you. I don't. You know, I I don't have anything. That's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could we could we'll see. I guess you can find anything out of the well, three hundred booths. Right. We're, right. Anyways. Yeah. Well, CES, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, I, when I was uh, doing some research for this episode, I, I kind of did some background on, on how that all started. And uh, just, yeah, CES was uh, about 50 years ago. In 1967, uh, in June, was the first uh, CES. And for those of you that don't know, CES stands for Consumer Electronics Show. Yes. And so that was kind of a spinoff of the Chicago Music Show. But um, wow. the focus was the consumer electronics part of it. And so um, during the early days, you know, they taught, I think Motorola displayed like some of the radios, things like that, that today we're like, well, okay, my, my phone does that, you know?
0: I think I did hear that. <laughs> yeah. The radio is one of the first things they ever displayed.
1: Yeah. And so I think they had 200 exhibitors, um, Look. About seventeen and a half thousand uh, attendees that came, um, and then just started growing from there. Uh, they had two shows; um, they had a winter and a summer. So the summer one was held, uh, I believe, in New York for a while, and then the winter one was always in Vegas until about two thousand eight or nine, where they're like, "Yeah, hey, let's just do the let's just do one big show." And so it's held every first week of January <laughs> in Vegas.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's actually the second sh- thing. I've, conference I've heard where we did one in New York, one in Vegas, and eventually, nah, just one, just one, just one in Vegas. Yeah. So
1: yeah, so let's start off with you, Peter. What uh, we had some time to look through some yes. some of the keynotes, and and this sucks because this year we didn't get a chance to be there.
0: <laughs> we just started no. off feature break,
1: right? But uh we're hoping next year, right? we're hoping next year to head out to uh c e s and do some live coverage there, so we'd love to we'd love to really do that so
0: yeah i when we when we sat down to do this, and I want to make clear to everyone we did not talk to each other when we came up with our five things beforehand <laughs> no, we did not and I think and I wanted to say we did that on purpose, yeah the how I approached this CES was actually thinking to myself, oh, first initially I thought I'll talk about the cool things I saw. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to kind of what we do with Future Break in the sense of like human behavior of like convenience. The cool factor has got to be part of it too a little yeah, bit, right? totally. But, but so convenience. So my first thing, now that I think about it, this is a weird thing to open with is, <laughs> is washers and dryers. Yes. Um, this CES, there were a couple couple units that stood out to me. Um, one was a whirlpool unit for uh, kind of apartment style or smaller home type mm-hmm. deals. Like where a combo. It's a combo unit, mm-hmm. and you know what? I'm I apologize. I'm sure this probably exists, but I was I was impressed by that and. Number one, it did look very uh, nice. It sounded, from what I understood, it was extremely quiet, which most are nowadays. Yeah, right? they are. So yeah. that's that's kind of usually taken care of. But um, a lot of automation built into it. Obviously, the app talking and of course integrating with well with different platforms like Alexa, and yeah. so that stood out to me as I thought that this is. This is really exciting for, um, I think, for the convenience side of things to just be able to put everything in, <laughs> and just let it do just everything. It. Yeah.
1: So what, like with Alexa? Okay. Um, would you ever pause your washer? Because that's the, some of the, the commands that you can do. Is like you can say washer stop or washer pause.
0: No, I wouldn't, <laughs> and that's a great point. Thing to bring up. Uh, it's more so thinking about the fact that it integrates with Alexa and even if those are just kind of almost even lame commands to Mm -hmm. begin with right now Mm -hmm. what you know version 1.3 of integration with Alexa means for that type of thing
1: maybe you can order detergent from there like there's a sensor in there um, that you can maybe order detergent that'd be kind of cool
0: I I completely agree I completely agree And then the other one was some of these washers that uh, had these massive front-loading capabilities and then with units that you could wash a smaller load or um, delicates Mm. in a special compartment. Interesting. Um, Like LG had one. And also, as a parent with three kids, there was a part of me that's like, oh, wow, I – I would really like that, actually. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I thought to myself, "Well, yeah, you can you can put a big load in the in the front one, but you, basically, what I need is two, <laughs> two, two washers, and then <laughs> two, big washers. <laughs> two big washers, two big washers, <laughs> two big washers." But, yeah, but either way, I I was impressed by all that, and yes, I know that. This is just part of the whole smart home kind of revolution. Ever become everything becoming more and more uh, connected. So that's my that's my number one. What about you, Serge?
1: Yeah, so you know me, Peter. You know I love my electric cars, and you know that I'm waiting for the day to buy one, which I think is going to be pretty soon for, for a lot of us, actually, <laughs> at least our first one. And uh, so my first uh, really cool tech that I saw that I think – is going to make electric cars even more mainstream is the ChargePoint Express Plus uh, charging station. Okay, yeah. Let me unpack that a little bit. Unpack that for me. Okay, so electric cars have, you know, obviously you don't put any gas in there, and so you need a charging station. And these stations are really useful for uh, trips. So, like, you're driving, let's say, from... We're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You're driving from Sioux Falls to Rapid City, which is on the other side of the state. Yes, six hours. West West River.
0: and Six long hours. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and and so you're driving, and, and obviously the charge of an electric car, even a Tesla today, is like 300. I mean, you're pushing it at 300 miles. This is true. Like 260, I think, is their EPA rated. Um, and so you're going to need to stop somewhere and get a charge. Well... You have two options. One is to stop at some place and, I don't know, like a hotel or something and plug into their outlet and just kind of wait it out. (laughs) And that takes forever, as you can imagine. (laughs) So your (laughs) six-hour trip turns into a six-day trip, you know?
0: that's Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) But uh, they've built these charging stations, and Tesla has a huge number of them already installed all over the country and in Europe and Asia where you pl- come there you plug in and within about 20 minutes or so, you're like 70% charged. So the one drawback of that, and I know they're addressing it. Elon Musk is,
0: okay. is
1: it doesn't charge. It's like it charges around 200 or so mega megawatts per hour or K- KW per hour kilowatts. Sorry. Uh, charge point releases this new power plus, um, charging station that charges at 400 kilowatts per hour. So what does that mean? That means that basically you can plug in and within about 15 minutes, you're 80% charged. I mean, so you pull over to, the, to this charging station, maybe there's a store nearby or a gas station nearby. Yeah. And you plug it in. By the time you go to the bathroom, by the time you get some snacks, I mean, you're you're ready to go.
0: And And these are actual charging... From, well, I know th- this is a podcast, but from the image I'm looking at here, like a looks like a gas pump. Is that yeah, right?
1: yeah, it kind of does look like a gas pump. It's got a indicator at the top that says it's available or in use. So as you're as there's cars there, you don't have to. You can really see from a distance. Hey, this one is available. Um, a couple other cool features about this thing is it's got a what they call a power cube. Okay, and so imagine this huge kind of like. Transformer style box. Yep. And inside the box you've got these modules that then hook into it and let you kind of expand. Okay. So the one the one down part of charge point, and it's really not any of their fault yet, is that electric cars can't really support this charging speed. It's so oh. it's so new and it's so massive. So wow. they have to they have to re- rework some of the charging stuff. So I'm excited to see where this goes, and uh, hopefully we'll see something maybe as a competitor or 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 Tesla will use something from ChargePoint. Hopefully we'll see that,
0: or they'll just buy them. Well, yeah, <laughs> just kind of it's like what came first, the chicken or the you know type. Yeah, the, yeah, the ChargePoint or the ChargePoint or the Express car.
1: Plus. Cool.
0: All right. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. Good pick, man. Yeah. Um, my second one. Was holograms, and I confess, I saw a video on Facebook that really actually piqued my interest in this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can't find the company. <laughs> uh, the best way to describe it was there was a um, there was a guy I knew that was t- shooting video while he's walked around at CES, mm-hmm. like just on his Facebook phone, right, or on the phone, and shoots this video and I'm like what and it was there was a little box that I knew that was projecting things okay okay but he was let's say it was like six or eight inches from this little box but it was a full like rotating image really that was moving at one point it turned into like a butterfly like a bunch of butterflies and I was like, <laughs> how is this
1: happening? This is amazing. Did it look holographic or did it look <coughs> or did it look um like, like you'd expect it, like almost natural? Um It
0: I will admit it wasn't like, oh, that's the thing I see in movies, you know, that's mm-hmm. like I just wave my hand through completely. Like
1: the R two D two Princess Leia. Yes.
0: You know, well, actually, <laughs> it, maybe it was a bit more like that. I'm trying to think of, trying to think of these, you know, holograms. That, I mean, it's, it's it's literally just an actor; they just edit out in the end, right? Yeah, but that looks so real, but but it was it was it was compelling enough that it definitely caught your attention, if that hmm. makes sense. So that stood out to me. Um, there were some headlines that said, "Oh, like holograms are now in." cars and things like that which from the looks of it I kind of um there was something called the hollow lamp that i thought was kind of interesting this, the guy that was using it was testing that it was more like a toy but mm-hmm. it looks like a desk lamp that points down kind of okay and he was playing with legos and like he yeah, had the speeder and things like that that would shoot from the speeder and he didn't it, it wherever he positioned the speeder it would it would fire from that position um, holographically, interesting, which was actually really cool. Um, the other thing was this thing called the Hollow Cube, which was like almost like more like a virtual reality slash. I mean, yeah, virtual reality. I would not say augmented reality. Okay. By augmented, it was just like this cube that you held, you put on, you know, the thing that goes over your eyes like virtual reality, yeah. and you like look at it, and you can just. Changes into almost, like, games and things like that that you can oh, do. Oh, I see. But you cannot see that without.
1: Without the, without the glasses. And they call
0: it a hollow cube. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of true. So.
1: Yeah. See, that's, like, I think my biggest drawback, at this point at least, yeah. to some of this um, tech is, like, you have to use these special glasses and they don't really look the best, you know? No. I've <laughs> <They've> never. <laughs> they look terrible.
0: I still struggle with the whole even VR, like, headset yeah, head thing a little it just,
1: bit. Uh, it's just not a good, like, long-term use case, I think. Right.
0: But, Your are number two.
1: Yeah, my number two, um, this is kind of cool. This is, uh, so we know that TVs have been slimming down and slimming okay. down basically every single year. And uh, LG has come out with something called the their W-series t- TVs. Um, and the one particular I'm looking at is the w seven okay. um so okay peter how how thick is your t. v. Do you know approximately
0: I bought mine in two thousand ten okay um the probably last models that was plasma um it's probably maybe four inches. Okay. Uh, Like, if I was to really think, the the deepest point, yeah.
1: The deepest point, all right. So, this TV is, this is crazy, 2.57 millimeters thick. What? 2.57 millimeters thick. So, it's as thick as your finger. Yeah. You're just holding out your finger right now. Yeah. We can't see it. Podcasters can't see it, but it's literally as thick as your finger. And that's just... Wow. I think um, this is even the big. How? Uh, well, let me explain. So, you would assume that all the internals and all that stuff is, you know, built into the TV. Well, I think what they've done, and this is kind of a genius thing, is they've actually taken all the internals, like the power, yep. the um, processor, all that stuff, and they've put it into a soundbar that comes with the TV. So, oh, the actual okay. TV... That's my next
0: question. Where's the sound coming from in this thing? So, yeah.
1: Okay. So, the actual TV is um, is basically the screen itself, and then it <laughs> there's a detached soundbar, but that really powers the entire thing. And so, I was like, that's a great... I mean, that's a great way to solve two problems. You know, the one problem is you have a, bulky TVs. You got to slim them down. Yeah. The other one is you know, you, you can't, you're going to have terrible sound if you have this tiny TV that doesn't really be able to project the sound properly. So they, I think they really solved and and nailed it. Um, it looks, it looks amazing. If you go online, it's called the LGW7 and we'll have a link in our show notes for, for you to check it out. But, um, besides that, I mean, everything uh, is improved, you know, color, reproduction, um, that you know the colors pop and the blacks are blacker. I was blacker. gonna say
0: this is an OLED thing that you were telling. Yeah, me. yep. This is
1: OLED and that's organic light emitting diodes is what OLED stands for, and that's just basically the new way, the new version of um, LED lights that's yep. been kind of in, in in the works for a while now, but it's really starting to gain traction with with phones and TVs and um, yeah. So that's my number. number so it's two. like an
0: old school desktop computer.
1: Yeah, it's it's
0: I'm I, kidding but, but there's two, <laughs> there's two separate pieces to this TV. exactly yeah
1: yeah be be interested to see it in, in real life uh, the one bummer is um it's probably gonna cost you a little bit <laughs> yeah you know like the the previous um last year's their 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 flagship model was eight grand Whoa. USD so okay. that's gonna cost you a little bit I think with these new ones but we'll see
0: Mm. They'll come down in price eventually, too. Totally. Uh, Number three, Hulu. Hulu. Hulu.
1: That's a fun name to say, Hulu. Hulu.
0: So, for those of you who don't know, which I have a feeling is not very many of you, but just in case, Hulu is that platform online where, like Netflix, you can go in and subscribe and watch TV shows, Mm -hmm. um, some movies as well. Uh, They were debuting at CES their new live stream functionality. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's one of those things where this is completely, you know, software in the cloud, basically, type thing. Yeah. But going back to the convenience factor, and I think people are just going to keep using their phones and small devices and things like that. And and even, I mean, TV's had a big win this year, I'd say, completely. But I always know that people are going to have their phone with them. And even when we're watching TV, we're on our phone doing stuff. So mm-hmm. I was always curious about that type of, those types of things. And this is one of those things where I'm like, oh, man, people are going to be able to live stream from the web. Um, and I know there's other things out there like Slingshot and stuff like that mm-hmm. right now, but... But for such a well known brand to do this was kind of interesting. And then I mean there's some great questions that still are not completely there. Mm-hmm. Is it how much is it get, how much does this cost? It's kind of like almost like a cable wrapped into this. You know. So some numbers are thrown at like forty bucks a month.
1: Yeah. So it's like the cord cutters like dream basically. Yes, right? that's the
0: okay. that's that's the point where I'm coming to is like this is is this the leap that, yeah, almost that takes us to a new a new frontier almost in yeah. some cases?
1: Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see more and more of that. Honestly, um, and that's awesome that Hulu's doing it because I know that they've been, you know, like lagging a little bit in terms of um, recognition from from Netflix, right? You know, but it sounds like they're innovating, and I yeah. so that's that's awesome.
0: Yep. So that is that is my number three.
1: Cool. Um number two, number three for me is 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 an awesome one. I love um this is kind of uh shout out to my son Ben. You're hey, <laughs> listening. Hi Benny. Um <laughs> but Ben is ten years old. Uh like most 10 year olds, he loves Legos. Like loves Legos. He will ask for Legos as gifts pretty much anytime that you know we give gifts. So um, Lego unveiled uh, their new uh kit. It's called Boost. Okay, and so this is a hybrid of Lego and robotics and programming. So this is kind of neat, really. Yeah, so they already have something, um, that's that's a little bit high, that's a little bit, um, I guess they're they have something called the Mindstorm, which is a little bit more advanced. But the boost is really a great start for for kids. Um, you know, even as as uh, as old as seven years old to get into the programming. So okay. they can attach Lego bricks. Um, yep. There's a Bluetooth enabled sensor and, and motors that they can also attach. So <laughs> yeah, like the wheels will turn your car. You know, as you're right. driving. Yep, yep. And the there's a walking module they call it that will make your robot dance. So. It's really cool. Um, the cool thing about this, and this is one thing that I've really wanted to have been learn is, is programming or beginning concepts of programming. And so there's a platform with this that lets you start kind of going into that direction too. like, you know, drag out this block to go one space, drag out another block to go another space and, and things like that. So um Looks like it's going to be about 160 bucks for the kit. Um, looks like availability in August. So, we'll wow. see. So, this year even? This year, yeah. So, we'll see wow. how how um, successful this is and, and how Okay. Kids are going to be You know what? That's, that's
0: a big winner, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. Because, you know, kids already know Lego,
0: right? Yeah. And then, I know there's a lot of stuff that's Lego robotics type things. that's yeah. already going on. But for them to... To almost incorporate it in programming the kids I mean
1: yeah and then like the wow. the beginnings of 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 the programming and just letting them see okay here's my car yeah i can actually drive that car that's that's really neat so i think you're going to see more and more time um with lego and, and i i applaud them for doing this cuz this is i think this hits two uh kind of checks off two things for me like the entertainment value of playing with legos right and I'll admit, I'll play with Legos. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and then the the education part of you know you're not going to play a stupid game, but you're going to be able to program your robot or your car to move, which is just awesome to me.
0: I I think what you're doing is I mean you're you're teaching kids at a young age robotics and programming in one thing. Yeah. I mean think about what that means for like innovation cuz you literally build whatever you want to.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so like on their website right now we're looking at lego.com and they have a couple of exam- a couple examples. So there's like one there's a it looks like a like a dump truck almost, but yeah. it's a truck that it's got an arm that you drives up, picks up this other object and then throws it in the back. And that's awesome like it just turns around and it goes another is some kind of a looks like a guitar but it's got some type of uh, you're not actually playing on the on the Lego but you're right. using some module to synthesize a sound I guess okay so and there's a cat or a puppy I think it's a cat is that a cat yeah it looks like <laughs> a cat yeah I don't know what it looks like but I mean you can imagine the the limitless possibilities with with some of these things and I'm excited to see you know the kids really start coming up with some Great idea. so... I mean, my son loves that stuff right yeah. now already, so... Awesome.
0: Yeah. <sighs> well, that's a hard one to beat now. Um, <laughs> Amazon Echo Integrations. All right. Uh, this is... I mean, it's... It was something that a lot of people just came away from CES saying, wow, the Amazon Echo carried the carried the show. Um, basically... There wasn't anything from Amazon Echo that was like a a huge announcement. It's Mm -hmm. just that all these different products and things like that that were created um, integrate with Amazon Echo now. Um, And I've heard now that, and I I apologize because I can't really completely confirm this, but I want to say it's up to, if you put it along the combinations of everything that's integrated and stuff like that, like seven thousand different commands, wow! You could tell Amazon Echo now. Um, even if that number is extremely high, it's it's getting up there, and it's and it's happening rapidly, fast. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note that when it comes to voice commands, Amazon Echo carried CS- CES and not Siri or the Google Home uh, unit. Which wow, that's escaping my mind. Uh, yeah, called? it's called Google Home. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say there's something called Allo, but that's something else actually. Uh yeah, the Amazon Echo just I mean, like I said earlier, integrate with a washer and dryer and, and things like that. And I, I think what it means for Amazon is like we talked about like you talked about, order order me detergent. Yeah. Oh boy. It's I mean the they new are interface. poised right now to have this. All these integrations meaning well what does that mean for our bottom line when it comes to products that we just have queued up now that Yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and they're already kind of getting into it with their dash. I think they have it they call it the dash, which is like a little button. Right. That basically you add to your let's say you add to your washer and you it's like a you tape it on your washer so you don't forget. And then there's a there's one action you order Tide
0: yeah, you and press we, the button and order. Tide. You press the button and Tide comes to your door. I mean, that's crazy. It's theoretically some sort of algorithm. It so knows if you press it like 10 times. It, yeah. It doesn't order you 10. So, did you but. hear about this?
1: <laughs> this is this is amazing. There's a six year old girl. Her name is Brooke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and her mom, I think, was taking a nap or something like that. And uh, she, they have the Amazon dot. Uh-huh. And so she was just playing with the dot and, and, uh, She's like, oh, yeah, I was, mom, I was talking to Alexa and about a dollhouse and cookies. Lo and behold, a dollhouse and a big tin of those Danish cookies comes to their door. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is amazing because I'm sure this has happened before with other kids, but this is just highly publicized now because it's this huge dollhouse. Well, it's you such know, a cute story you think it is a cute like, story
0: how do you tell your kid well we're gonna send <laughs> back the cookies in the dollhouse
1: so yeah so I think that might that's just uh, I just thought about that I was like yeah we're gonna see more and more of integrations everywhere and I think it's gonna get more natural to to talk to Alexa or yeah. Siri or whatever the new or improved thing will be
0: right. I think so, but right now, Amazon Echo is leading leading the way. It seems like so.
1: Yeah. Well, my next uh, my next uh, type um, object or thing that I really liked was Honda has this really cool um, experimental motorcycle that what it does is it self balances. I don't know. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Do you? You don't have one,
0: do you? I don't have one. Okay, I've never ridden one. That's one thing that my wife is very nervous about. But apparently now they're, they are they self balance. Does <laughs> that <laughs> so, I mean you can? That means it's just almost completely stable when it's driving too. Yeah.
1: So like when you stop, I mean, typically what will happen is you'll have to lean over to one or the other side, right? Or, yeah. or if your legs are long enough, you can kind of stabilize it better. But. um you just you hold up the the motorcycle with the weight of your body, and so what Honda's done is they've developed this tech which um, lets the motorcycle essentially hold itself up. And I think how it does this is they've added some they've added some some things to the to the software which yeah. lets it, it so it doesn't use it with gyroscopes, but it has it with. Um, the turning. So it, it turns just like micro adjustments when it comes to turning the wheel. So you you don't even see the adjustments that are made. The wheel's turning, though, but it's keeping the motorcycle up, which is ingenious because you don't have to add a heavy gyroscope to right. make it stabilize. You know, you just it just it just works, really. Man. OK, that is that is really <laughs> cool. So I, I want to see this tech come out. Um In real life, and I think it would be really beneficial for a lot of because motorcycles are heavy, you know? Yeah,
0: that I do actually know. I do know. They're
1: like, I remember the first time I drove a motorcycle. It was okay. It was like learning how to drive the clutch was (laughs) interesting. And then I I successfully did like a loop around the block, and then I get over to the owner standing there. And I drive up to the owner to give him the motorcycle, and I miscalculated a few things, and uh, I fell over (laughs) on the motorcycle. Really? Yeah, like right as I'm standing trying to give it to him. Did the motorcycle get injured at all? Uh, I think there's one or two scratches, but nothing too crazy. But um, sorry about that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Number five? Yeah, number five. Number five. Okay, this is this is my flagship one.
1: Okay. And this is kind of weird
0: for a flagship, but go ahead. Well, I I admit that. <laughs> I admit it's weird, but I am like, oh wow, this is ingenious. As a matter of fact, I even thought about this. The Willow Pump. What's that? That is What a is willow, that, Peter? That is a breast pump. <laughs> for 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 pumping milk when you're yeah, when a newborn is there and the mother is trying to breastfeed, mm-hmm. here's the deal, Serge. Like the the ones that are out there now are, are just so loud and like obnoxious, and they're big and mm-hmm. they're clunky, and you have cords running, and I mean, don't get me wrong. There will always, I mean, there should always be rooms inside, um, you know facilities and jobs and things like that for women to be able to do this yeah, yeah but it's so i mean think about like having to carry out like this you know this backpack looking thing that's got the pump in it with a bunch of cords okay and all this type of stuff and that's it, today right that's today and all it's right. honestly it just seems so self-conscious and i just i don't know like i said my wife's my wife is a nurse, and so she's probably more comfortable than a lot of other people in some cases. But still, it's it's just really it has always been really obnoxious to me. Or you have to buy special clothing mm-hmm. um, for for breast pumps, and so this Willow pump is it's just uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is a weird analogy to think about now. That I'm talking, but it's like something just like two. Two almost, um, obviously bigger, but like seashell type things. And they're portable. There's no cords. Really? You just, yeah, a woman can stick them inside her bra and things like that. And mm-hmm. it just, and it pumps and there's no cords. And so, this is kind of weird, but this is, this is why it's so amazing to me. Is you could be reading uh, in some room with no cords and... And what's – the other part about this is that it's hands-free, right? So, you can actually – you don't have to be, like, holding anything or anything like that. And so, it's hands-free. And then the second part of it is it calculates the amount of milk you're producing automatically and syncs it with the app. Of course. And this – and I know that sounds weird and, like – I mean, it's guys, but but here's the yeah. thing. Women like to know this type of stuff, yeah. And this would they actually have data to even show their doctor and things like that data That's for true. Them, th- data for themselves to understand, even data in the sense of how much I'm actually be able to produce and give to my child, and you know, I don't know, um, just being able to calculate that. It's just I I know that personally, that is extremely extremely helpful. Yeah,
1: I think for you, like because you you guys have um, a newborn essentially, right? Yeah,
0: we haven't, yeah. You have a uh, nine-month-old. Nine-month-old. Right okay, so, so I'm, not quite
1: newborn, but still, you're you're. This is a problem that you have today.
0: Yeah, three. I mean, well, three kids, um, four and under. I can tell you. Yeah, I've I've lived my life around a breast pump in the sense of with my wife having to need to yeah. use one, and when with women more in the workforce and things like that. Um, I just like I said. I don't I there's a part of me that thinks that women just don't like carrying this like little separate little pack. You can make it look cool, however you want. Looks like a battery to.
1: pack almost. Like I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen some of them before. My wife yeah. and I I mean we haven't had to use one ever really. Yeah. It was like 10 years ago with Ben, but Yeah. Um so I I, I guess I'm 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 a little bit uh outside of this. No, but you're this. right.
0: It is it's like a battery. I mean it is a battery <laughs> it's, pack. It's like right? a car battery
1: that you're right. dragging up, you know, and and so outside
0: of having a cord to maybe recharge them, let's yeah. say that's that's it. And so, um, I, I don't know. I think this is one of the biggest winners from CES 2017. Yeah, that's... my because it's it's convenient, and even the price point on this, um, what was it? It what didn't seem too high, not, especially not for the convenient side of things. I, I was just oh man trying to think if they actually have the price point on it.
1: I think either way, it's going to... Yeah. It's going to be something that... I mean, because how much are breast pumps right now? They're like, what, like $200, $300, something, something like that, that, right? I think so. Uh,
0: but that's the thing. Like, if this thing was 500 bucks, I think I think people should, would probably still do it just because it's... I don't know. It's so less intrusive and much more convenient. Mm-hmm. convenient 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 that's my thing for ces so cool that's my flagship
1: cool that's that's awesome um my last one is uh audi and uh audi the car company has teamed up with nvidia the like manufacturer of game cards or the am i thinking of the wrong thing here no yeah yeah no. the graphics cards yeah, for, graphic oh, card. yeah. okay yeah, totally And um, they're working on AI in the car. So, again, this is something that I feel like we're going to see a lot more often now is AI and how do we not only do self-driving, but how do we improve the the ride? How do we make that enjoyable? Or how do we make that um, decision point, like removing decision points? Because as a UX guy, like, the more mm. decisions people have to make... This is true. ...the more opportunity you have for failure, you know? So, um, one cool thing I'm just reading about this is um, they have a an option or, for example, this is one thing that can happen, and this is a Slash Gear article, is you could change the climate control um, to line up with the people that are driving. So, like, you like... Automatically? Yeah. So, like, you, you, you sit in the car, it knows that you like a certain temperature... And it just automatically changes it for you. No more touching the knobs. And, you know, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Because when, when my wife, Vicky sits in a car, like she just blasts the heat. And that's great. But then when I sit into it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm dying, you know. <laughs> so I got to turn down the heat. Um, but it, it, that's kind of cool that where you can you can have this feature available. And, you know, as you're driving, it just knows you. Um, another thing is opening up your garage door automatically. So, and I would even say closing it as you're driving out it just closes it for you. That's it. That's cool. That's cool. That's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, so I think AI and we're really at the, at the cusp of, of some of the breakthroughs that we're going to see in the next few years with that, with, with all the miles that, You know, these cars are going to put in, we're going to see a lot of, we're going to see a lot of adjustments and enhancements and, and and I think it's going to make life easier for a lot of people. Yes. So yeah,
0: that's a, that's a good note to end on. Yeah. The future is bright.
1: The future is bright. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to see how many of these things we are going to really see actively, I guess, um, in the, in the marketplace.
0: Yes, I I thought about that. I
1: Yeah. Cuz a lot of these tech things that are are announced are are really, you know, R&D projects. Like they announced a whole bunch of uh prototype cars. Right. They're cool. Yep. But they're prototype cars. You know, they're just they're not close to being produced. And I think that for the future you have to get to the point where like, okay, we can't just do prototypes, what are we going to announce? Well,
0: what's the actual product here for the end yeah. consumer they can actually purchase?
1: And so, one thing on that note is uh, Faraday Future. Have you heard of this?
0: Uh, I th-
1: Slightly. Slightly. Okay. I haven't done my extensive research on this, um, but basically, Faraday Future is a new electric car company. Okay. A um, oh, new
0: a whole new company.
1: A whole new company. Okay, yeah. I believe it's uh, bankrolled by um, a an investor from China. So okay, they've got tons of tons of money to to really get going on there. Yep. and um, I've seen some videos where it's like drag racing a Tesla and it beats it, <laughs> which is crazy because <laughs> at this point Tesla was was the number one, the fastest um, electric production car. So. Anyways, long story short is they announced their uh, their Faraday future FF91 is what they call it. It's kind of uh, looks, looks like a crossover. Yeah. Um, and it's got, again, a boatload of sensors in there, LiDAR, to make, you know, to, to see the environment around you. Um, and they're also building a huge factory in Nevada. So a billion-dollar factory to produce these things. So okay. um crazy thing is at, at at the time of this reading they had um they had over 67,000 um reservations actually for for this new car
0: 67,000
1: Yeah 67,000 and, and okay. I'm going to check the numbers again yeah. but um I think we're getting to the point where people are not only comfortable with electric cars, it's actually something they desire now. Like you're going to, well, it's,
0: it's not some slow vehicle or anything like that anymore. They're sleek. They're stylish. Um, my hope and I know Elon wants to do this Elon Mm -hmm. Musk, but is to um, get that price point down, even, um, down even closer for people. Um, to purchase so yeah and obviously what does that mean now for eventually used used electric cars like is that gonna
1: yeah that's that's another
0: interesting what's the pricing gonna be on those so
1: yeah awesome but yeah so uh what was your you had a best of show or your
0: uh i don't know honorable mention honorable mention, honorable mention um there was some things this year that were brought out that were 360 video and I think 360 video is still trying to figure itself out a mm-hmm. little bit, um, but there were some cool applications. Once again, the convenience side of things that you could insert onto your phone okay. that um, your iPhone would connect right into Lightning port, and this camera would just automatically shoot in 360, and it looked it looked good. Uh, I, what was the name of that product here? I got it here. Um, I'm gonna probably butcher this a little bit. The Giro No. The Giro Okay. Giro. Giro Optic. Giro Optic. I think that's Giroptic. Optic. IO. The only thing that I was a little disappointed in on this product was the fact that you insert it from the bottom, right? And so the camera is actually you mean it means you have to flip your phone upside down. Oh. So yeah, that's I a little was weird. I kind of thought to myself, eh... I don't know if I like that, but at the same time, I understood this is once again, version 1.3. I mean, there's other things that do this right now. Right. But what that means for the future, I think is Mm -hmm. exciting. So, and it, 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 like I said, right now it works really well too. Yeah. So
1: yeah. My honorable mention kind of going back to the TVs is, um, Sony has a, a TV. This is kind of crazy. Um, I think it still needs a lot of work, but there it's uh, the Bravia A1E TVs. Okay, they're going to have the sound coming from the screen itself.
0: I did hear about that. <laughs> that that does sound pretty crazy it's, cool.
1: Yeah. So like, and and it makes a lot of sense because as you're you know right now TVs as they've gotten smaller, you had to have the sound coming from the sound bar or yeah. from um, the speakers on the side. Which again, that's just not probably the best way to do that, but these new TVs are going to have sound that comes directly from the front of the TV, like booming right at you. So I'm a little skeptical on on how that's going to sound. It's probably going to be better than the side uh, mounted, I guess, or the side built-in yeah. speakers, mm-hmm. but um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. I think if we can figure out how to make this sound really good... yes. It's going to make TVs even thinner, and it's going to be a, an awesome revolution for that. So, cool, yeah,
0: great stuff.
1: So, what's your future breakdown, Peter? As we end,
0: uh, future breakdown. One thing that I um, I have to admit I'm reminded of after CES is. Um, There's a coolness factor, and then there's also the fact of, is this actually something people will purchase? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that people had on articles, posts that were in my top 10 cool things I found at CES. There was one that stood out to me that is something I have to remind myself is seven things I'd actually buy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I tried to approach it in a way that I would actually buy. Um, so I still think home appliances have have some ways to go. I mean, there are things like smart ovens brought out this year as well. But I'm I'm seeing the, that come together some more in, in the home appliance world. Uh, once again, the, the convenient side of things. If I can if I can get more time in my life, if the washer and dryer can help do that for me, that. To me right now in my life, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Amazon Echo Course, excited for that. And I'll be honest, that flagship thing of, of, of the Willow Pump, I think what I liked about that was it took something that was so obnoxious and made it actually so... So less intrusive than i I would ever think it would be mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. that's what made it so amazing to me, and so i'm I was hoping to see maybe other than, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I wish there was more like jumps like that type of thing mm-hmm. now that that t v that's less intrusive though that two point five mm-hmm. millimeter that is definitely less intrusive, so there's a part of me that likes that i if, at the end of the day um I, I liked it. I, I did like the CSS, CES this year. I've heard from a lot of people it was, it's was it been a lot better than the last three to four years. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. My my take is that um, I think we saw some really great products. Um, I'm excited about the TVs where they're going, where it's going to get thinner and thinner. Yep. Um, I mean, we'll get to the point. I This is what I think. We'll get to the point where TVs are going to be like a mat that you roll up and you're just going to take that with you.
0: You said that. Yeah. yeah,
1: you just stick it on your wall, and that's it. Like, there's your TV. It's going to be so thin, and it's going to be just barely there, which is cool. Which um, is cool. And I think that's where we're starting off with that in in some of these breakthroughs that we're seeing, like the yes. thinness, the you know the speakers built into um, into the actual screen and projecting directly from that. That's really neat um, on my end as well. Um, I think just. We're going to see more AI tech. We're going to see more, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Yes. We're going to see a lot of um, smart devices and sensors. We'll see a lot of connected, like, like a, you know, and they already have this, but connected toaster. You know, it's going to be the norm. It's not going to be the weird thing anymore. It's going to be the norm pretty soon. So. And CES is really the place where they... They highlight all this stuff.
0: They de- debut a lot of that type of technology. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of our take here, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Future Break Podcast. Um, by all means, we highly recommend you come out to our website, and check it out, futurebreak.net. And Where else can they go search?
1: Yeah, you can find us also on Twitter. Uh, we're at Future Break Pod Pod. Um, you can subscribe to us as well on iTunes. Um, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and we'd love for you to, to give us a review or a ranking of, yes. of that. Um, we're really excited about where we can go further on and, and some of the ideas that Peter and I have talked about. So um, we'd love for you to do that. Um, and then we also have, you know, Facebook. Future Break Podcast, um, Instagram. You can find all of our social media on futurebreak.net.
0: Great, yeah, yes. Thanks everybody for listening. Yes, we do encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to. It definitely helps our show reach new people. Hi everybody, thanks again for listening this week. We'll see you again next week. See you again.